Welcome to Grover Center's Conversations on the Street, a Shelby County Bicentennial podcast project hosted by Grover Center and recorded in its exhibit, The Streets of Old Shelby. Over the course of this next year, we'll be taking a look at the fabric of Shelby County, how our past informs our present, and what legacy means to different people. Each episode will examine our historical events and figures, as well as contemporaries on the chosen topic through conversational interviews. At the end of each episode, we'll also be featuring musical selections from local musicians. This is Conversations on the Street, and we're so glad that we ran into you. With the establishment of Shelby County in December of 1821, designating a county seat became a priority and a tradition of community and giving was born. By July of 1822, just seven months after Shelby County was established, four locations had been submitted as potential sites for the county seat. The town of Marion, Shelby County's first town, was first among these. Isaac Laymasters was second, who agreed to donate 40 acres west of the final site. Third was John Walker, who also offered 40 acres, his entry located northeast of the final site. And the fourth offer was a combined donation, with John Walker giving 10 acres, Major John Hendricks giving 50 acres, and James Davison giving 20 acres, making 80 acres altogether. This last offer was the one that was accepted. And on July 4th, 1822, on the 46th anniversary of the founding of the nation, Shelbyville was born. While significant, it's important to remember that it wasn't only these three men that made Shelbyville a reality. It required a community coming together. Fanny Kent helped develop young minds as one of the community's first teachers. Alaphilet Kent, her husband, led the first church. Benjamin Williams offered his tavern, which served as a gathering place for the early government while the courthouse was being built, and a number of individuals, including Butler University founder Ovid Butler, hosted the first library in the community. Arthur Major donated four acres to the city for a burying ground, which is now the city cemetery. You see, the list goes on and on, and the point is that giving comes in a variety of ways and sizes, and that when a community rallies, together, that's when real impact happens. Today we're joined by Alicia Gross, the Executive Director of the Shelby County United Fund. Thanks for joining us today, Alicia. Oh, no problem, Alex. For those that wouldn't know what this is, what is Scuffy and when and why was this organization started? Sure. So Scuffy is an acronym. It stands for Shelby County United Fund. Um, was started in 1955 by a group of area businessmen who wanted to do one fundraising drive to meet the needs of several local nonprofits. Uh, they were very adamant that this community can take care of the needs of those um, that live here. And they wanted to, um, it says, from the good work of these organizations dedicated to the care of the sick and the needy, training of our young people, research and combat of dreaded diseases. This is from the 1955 campaign. Um, but the importance of everybody chipping together in order to meet the needs that are present, young through old. 
why do you think giving is important for a community? I think giving is important because this is where we live. This is where we are educated. This is where we raise our children. Uh, this is where we walk to the library and are able to enjoy the parks and the amenities. This, this is home. And I think it's really important to instill a very secure sense of home to give everyone who uh, lives and grows up here a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose. And then through Scuffy and things like this, we help to see that when we combine efforts together, it becomes something bigger than any one individual could have possibly imagined. Um, you know, this year, all of our contributions raised $860,000. Um, we actually exceeded our goal, and um, but our goal was 860,000. That's one donation at a time getting to that point. That's important for each of us to remember that our contributions have merit and we are making a difference in this time and place. How does giving in the present affect and define our future going forward? I think, you know, in the past, there were a lot of things that people did as routine. Um, you know, part of their Sunday routine was they got up and they went to church. Part of their routine was they, you know, the newspaper was a daily thing that they read. Things are changing. There are um, social media, there's electronic media, there's different options and activities for everyone. And one of the critical components of connecting to our donors now is telling stories, something that people can relate to. It's not enough to just say, please give to Scuffy, please give to Shelby County United Fund. They want to know, what does this agency do? Who are the member agencies we help? And why does that make a difference for us as a whole? And I think, um, you know, before it was so somewhat taken for granted, people in the community knew that this was a help fund that spread across age and gender and um, need and met met people where they were and tried to help them across. But um, now I think the difference in fundraising is people really want to understand impact personally. And I think they also want to know more details about how the money is spent and they want lots of um, just credibility. And we've been able since 1955 to give um, to give that sense of responsibility, that sense of trust back to our community because we've been um, consistent in who we are. $860,000 yes. is a significant contribution. What type of things does that type of money go to and how does it make that impact? Sure. So this year we just added a new agency to our family. We. Um, we added the Ark of Shelby County, which is a umbrella group that helps uh, children and adults with disabilities in different uh, arenas. They've got the census gym at the um, Golden Bear Preschool, so children with sensory uh, challenges can go and, and have experiences and grow developmentally. They also have support groups for adults that are struggling with different abilities. Um, so that's a segment of the population we were not able to 
assist for a while. We had had different partnerships historically, and now we've been able to reconnect and meet those needs once again. But for example, we've got the Cancer Association who has been a SCEFI agency since the beginning, and they typically care for about 100 different patients with cancer per year. Um, they give transportation to doctor appointments. They help with uh, finances. If you can't pay your electric bill because you're not working and you've got cancer, Cancer Association comes in and fills that gap. We've got Meals on Wheels that delivers healthy, warm, nutritious meals, um, both to Shelbyville and then out in the Fairland area for those who are shut in and able, um, not able to get nutritious meals easily. One of the agencies that's been impacted greatly during the past year, year and a half with COVID has been Turning Point Domestic Violence Agency. They provide services both in the schools as education and prevention, and then they also provide client services to help uh, survivors escape from the cycle of abuse. The past year and a half of being isolated and kind of sheltered in place has led to um, lots of challenges when you can't use some of your natural um, just mental health devices. You can't go out and you can't meet with friends and you can't do lots of things that maybe would be support systems. And so our domestic violence um, staff people have really stepped up in order to do those Zoom calls or those phone calls and meet the needs of those who are most at risk. Um, and, you know, I can go on, Alex. We've got 13 different agencies that all meet um, a segment of the population's need. Something that I find uh, interesting about Scuffy is it's not necessarily one or two names, but a community of support that makes these things possible. I'd be curious to know what Scuffy's take on legacy is. One of the things that I enjoy the most, um, you know, part of our campaign is we have the Voice of Scuffy, where children in elementary school do radio advertisements to promote our agencies and um, assisting them. We also have an art contest for fourth and fifth graders that um, has, has them compete to draw, to depict Scuffy and the theme for the year. We start with these children trying to explain to them the importance of community, of noticing your neighbor, of trying to buy a sucker for a dollar to give back so that you know your dimes and nickels and pennies add up. And then as a school, you raise you know $5,000. And then that, that mindset grows. So when you start your first job here in Shelby County and you're asked if you can do payroll deduction, you know that that $5 a week donation you're doing is going to help children at Girls Inc. get summer camp. There's a cause and effect you can see. Um, and it's not about one or two major givers. It's about each and every one of us noticing that we can do something and those lots of different somethings together add up 
to amazing. I love watching our thermometer outside of our building and outside of Girls Inc. during the campaign, how it creeps up and up and up. And then as the campaign gets close to the end and you think, oh, I don't know where we're going to be this year, all of a sudden we will have this great big bump. And that's because time after time, year after year, people believe in this community and they believe in each other. And that type of pride um, is what leads to legacy. It leads to knowing that the work we do here continues on generation after generation. On that note, what does the future of our community look like? And how does Scuffy meet those needs? You know, I'm so excited with the future of our community. I love that we have uh, programs like Advantage Shelby County. We were talking before we started, you know, to try to give higher education to our young people. I love the way that all of our employers are looking holistically at people and trying to um, notice the quality of graduates we've got in our schools and programs to meet the needs. I love the trades programs and how we are um, filling those roles. One of the things that I notice as we are uh, changing and staying the same as community, we are being innovative, we're redoing the circle, but yet having this pride of what we've always been. It's moving forward with eyes on the past. And I think really when we realize that we can be leaders in central Indiana, we can do things together. Um, you know, the Scuffy Drive looks different than it has in past years. We did our kickoff virtually this year because we were um, just wanting to be very conscience, conscious of COVID and not wanting to put anyone at risk. So we did Zoom links and we had each of our agencies record videos and tell their story. And we were able to constantly find new ways to evolve. Um, and I think that's exciting. I think as a community, the more we're able to accept change while still honoring who we are and where we've been, um, the more richer our community becomes, not just financially and in resources and in amenities, but also in character. I've, I've pulled out a scrapbook from 1955, from the beginning of Scuffy, and I, I guess I wanna share that the little man with the big heart was drawn by George Stubbs Sr. and his um, granddaughter Becky was my life is my lifelong best friend and um, I sat in the home of George Stubbs Sr. and saw the coffee table book he had with um, Charles Schultz and Peanuts and also with the Scuffy Man and just that sense of um, you know I, I know who he was as a person and I think when we know one another and we believe in one another, that helps to propel things forward. But I found this 1955 advertisement that says, our community is one with a mighty heart. And we know this busy community will come to a halt and dig down deep for the United Fund Drive. The first white settler came to Shelby County 132 years ago. During all those years and today, this county has been noted for its wonderful community spirit and its generous inhabitants. The folks that have gone before us took care of the different charitable drives as the need arose. The present is no exception. Shelby County, with its inherent generosity, 
can and will put over the United Fund Drive. It has done, been done before and it will be done again. Let us put our shoulders to the wheel and give as much as we can. Support the agencies who do so much and ask so little. This, you know, is from 1955 and it just kind of gives me goosebumps to think about that we are still as community um, doing this very thing. I think our first campaign, we raised $75,000. You know, this year we will be upwards of $860,000 when we announce our uh, drive goal. And just to have that sense of stability and reliability to me is um, just very reassuring that, that this community has remained strong through all of this. Established in 2018, Encomium Ensemble is a three-member group based in the central Indiana area that plays a unique blend of music focused on the style of early music. Using a variety of instruments, they play songs from all over the world, some of which date back to the 1500s, and one song can even find its origins in the mid-500s. The word encomium itself has historic roots. A Latin word derived from Greek, it refers to a speech or piece of writing that praises someone or something highly. As many of the ensemble's musical selections have been used as a setting for poetry or hymns, the word is certainly fitting. In keeping with that idea, today's musical selection from Enconium Ensemble includes songs like Bromley, which is found in the Musical Reader by Thomas Hasting, Gaza, which is found in an original selection of psalm tunes by Arthur Clifton, and Philistia, which is also from Clifton's, an original selection of psalm tunes.
Join us next time as we continue our talk on philanthropy with Jennifer Jones, the executive director of the Blue River Community Foundation.